Kurt, Kurt, it's true. I'm channeling from the cosmos right now. It's all your fault. <laughs> I got so excited to interview that guy, Nas. He was awesome. And uh, yeah, the interview's on my show, but I also created a YouTube video. That's right. Sharing some thoughts actually about that movie Shattered Dreams about sex trafficking. I did not realize that there are really heavy, serious topics in the mix of the Intergalactic Film Festival as well. Wow. Full range. That's my kind of stuff. I'll talk to you later. And you guys, some of the film, come on up here. We're going to ask you guys some questions. Also, I'm going to simultaneously podcast. I have a podcast called Inspirato Projecto, and I'll be uh, interviewing you guys all throughout the, all throughout the time. So um, once I upload this stuff, I'll be putting it on the Kapow page and a Facebook page, and everybody can check it out. Here, would you like a... Oh, a mic. Smartphone. Yeah, and you can pass that around to these nice folks. Wow. You guys, you guys did such wonderful films. Holy cow. Look at all you guys. Okay, so could you hand the uh, microphone down to the fellow way at the end there? And, uh, oh, there he is. So uh, what, what film did you work on there, sir? I, uh, I acted and edited the tip and uh, directed David's Hunterverse. Very good, very good. Um, so, what kind of cameras do you guys shoot on? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, iPhones? The first was actually iPhone what? It was just an iPhone. It was just, uh, we improvised a, uh, like a shoot and just went to town in post-production. And, uh, and for the, the tip, I didn't direct that one, so maybe I can answer that. Do you know what kind of camera they used? We don't even know. No, that was not uh, that was not my role in the, the tip. But. It's extraordinary to see what can be shot on a phone and, and the fact that it translates really well up onto a screen. Yeah. It's incredible. I think that, the, like, what excites me the most is seeing the projects that people are creating and they do the best that they can with what they got. They don't, they don't feel the need to go out there and get some, some high-tech camera. They're just like, okay, I got, I got my phone right here. Let's create this. So, uh, man, how long have you been making movies for? Uh, five, six years. Five or six years? Mm -hmm. And you just keep going. You're very pro prolific. Yeah, every good right? so far. Yes, that's right. Four in a row. So, uh, so the man to your left there, he, he was in one of your, uh, your films. Yes. Are you a voiceover actor, sir? Yes, sir. So you actually do trailers? Uh, trailers, animation, everything. How long did it take for you guys to shoot that? Uh, we actually shot them last year, uh, two Saturdays in August or September, and then just edited. Matt took the reins, and uh, it was just all improv, just off the top of the head to see what we could come up with, and then we start putting them out on Instagram uh, this year. Oh, that's uh, cool. June. So just like little bits here and there? Yeah, little bits, little voices, characters I do. Just I just wanted to showcase and actually show my face behind it instead of just a voice reel. Oh, that's great. Uh, and the fellow to your left, he was in The Tip, right? Uh, yeah, I wrote, produced, uh, and starred in, in The Tip, yeah. I focus mostly on like the pre-production stuff, like planning it out and making sure everything runs smoothly on set that day. Now, now do you work for Postmates? Was this sort of like a true life I've story? I've some experience doing <laughs> Postmates, yeah. <laughs> no one would have guessed that that could turn into its own film, right? A Postmates movie. 
everything is exaggerated experiences of real life occurrences. Now, now, do uh, do you eat the food on the way to the people's house? Like I hear about most Mason. Okay, very good. Never. Of course, you never for all of them. Yeah. And uh, so, how long did that take to write? How long did that take to put together? Um, six months. I mean, the actual shooting was like a, a day of principal photography, and then we did a couple of days of pickups to fill in the gaps. But I started writing an actor's reel for myself, and then out of the actor's reel came the story. So I was already in writer's mode. Once I actually was in writer's mode, it only took a couple of days to really sort of hammer it out. It's always exciting to me to see how the process unfolds. Because yeah. you, you never know where it's gonna go. You might even have this whole thing planned in your brain, but by the end of it, it kind of it kind of becomes the thing it wants to become, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's momentum. As long as you stay immersed in the environment, then it, it takes care of itself. Uh, can you uh, pass the microphone to that fellow to your left? What, what movie did you work on, sir? Oh, I was a writer-director of The Starry. By the way, you did really good. Thank you. I was, I was very excited. So you did the Starry, and what, what planet did you shoot on? Oh, uh, so uh, we took a crew to a spaceship, and we asked Elon Musk to take us to <laughs> No, it's actually New Mexico. Uh, uh, it's a Navajo-owned territory called the Bestine Wastelands, and um, I was assisting directing a feature film out there, and the locals heard me talk about sci-fi at a bar, and they're like, well, we got a place for you. And they took me out there, uh, a 45 minute drive in the middle of nowhere, and I thought they were gonna pull a prank on me and just kind of leave <laughs> there, honestly, because I barely just met these gentlemen. And uh, this, he just told me, just walk over this hill and you'll see exactly what we're gonna show you, or we wanted to show you. And I was like, okay, you're not coming with me? He goes, no, you need to experience this landscape by yourself. It's kind of this, you know, uh, feeling thing. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I walked up and sure enough, boom. Uh, I, I saw the landscape and I had written this short called Starry and I just didn't have a, uh, a home for it. And they showed it to me. They just said this, you know, I, of course I was drunk saying Starry and Story at the bar. So they picked the place and it was a blessing because uh, they didn't have to do that. And so I saw it and I said, I know where I want to shoot it. And that was it. So out in a place like that, do you need permits? Uh, so yeah, the Navajo Film Commission has their own little home. Uh, but they gave it to me for free. They were just like, I love it. show our landscape. We want people to see it. This is our home and our land. And it was beautiful. I'm like, absolutely. And so, yeah. Isn't that great when you really see the kind of cooperation that can happen with people who are just like, yeah, yeah, please. Here, here's my land. You know, they're not going to charge you five or six thousand yeah. dollars just to do a, a straight shot there. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it did come with rules because we weren't, uh, we were not allowed to have oil based anything, no generators and nothing. So everything had to be battery powered. So we had these crates of batteries for the uh, camera and the lights, and we were dragging, and my crew was like, we love you, we're dragging this thing in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be nice. That's awesome. Can you pass your microphone to the fellow to your left? Now, what, what movie do you work on, sir? Uh, I work on Space Castle. Oh, very good, very good. What, how long did that take to shoot? Yes. Um, we we shot it in one weekend, zero budget. Um, it took probably four months to get it together. Um, yeah. That's great. You guys did a great job. Could you pass the microphone to him, please? I just found out we got it. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the essential ingredients here. What else would you want? I also work in space. Guys. Were you were you the you were the astronaut? Uh, no, I was. That was my roommate. Actually. Oh, you were the uh, android. The, no. <laughs> Um, no, I was just the assistant director. Yeah. 
You guys look like you had a lot of fun making that one. Yeah, it was awesome. It's great. It's fun when you just follow the inspiration. It just kind of takes you along, right? Like, okay, let's do this next. Could you pass the microphone to this fellow here, the tall man? One of the two tall men up here. What, what, which one did you work on, sir? We were the first video. Asian Sheik and That Wow. That was, uh, the, that was an interesting, like, sort of vampire story. That it, it, It's a completely unconventional way of showing how a vampire is. I love the fact you brought your whiskey along with you. No. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I mean, the cinematography, the editing, it was just great. It was just so cool. Well, we cast our editor, actually, in our video. Oh, that's cool. Right oh, that's cool. Could you pass it on to this fellow, please? What? So, what? Who, who did? Were you one of the guys? Who, oh no, wait. Was, you were the guy. I was, I was, oh, geez. I Holy it. cow, man! You had that dead, that dead stare. I, did you just go? Okay, I need to be dead inside. Let's go do that. Well, the, the headphones and the glasses really helped. That was cool. So, were you listening to this song the whole time? Um, it was in my head. Mm. It's not in the earphones. Oh my goodness! Could you pass it to this young lady here? And. Uh, so now, what was your, what was your, uh, I know you were part of this music video, right? I was, yes. I was the female in it. The oh, oh, that was good. I like the twist ending. Yes, absolutely. That was cool. It was very bloody, and um, we were shooting a lot late at night, and he was chasing me down the street. It felt very real sometimes. Yeah, it felt like um, I should actually be really afraid. The, the practical effects were phenomenal. Yes. Can you, can you pass it to this fellow, please? What, now, what did you do? What did you work on? I'm actually the uh, production designer with uh, Kevin Beauchamp and Mondo Lopez, who isn't here. Uh, but I helped get everything together as we needed, helped build the set. Um, but all of us in this group and the others who aren't here, we all played different roles in, in making this since we were all do this in our in our daily lives too. We all wear different hats. So it was, it was definitely a group effort and we all had a, had a big part of and I think that's the best thing, you know, with each of these projects, I'm sure some of you were the caterers and you were also the main character and then some of you were also, you know, bringing in craft service in the morning and then you were also editing. I mean, th that kind of cooperation is really what puts these things together. Absolutely. And I we think you end over, up appreciating it, you know. I think so too. I mean, we shot over eight days in two months uh, to get all the different areas as well as working with uh, special effects over three days on on our studio. And no or, permits. And no permits. <laughs> You know, I would love to do a whole class, a whole seminar about guerrilla filmmaking, how to get away with stuff. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Just find out, okay, what are the free locations? Okay, let's just, oh, I'm a tourist. We're shooting on my iPhone. You know, that kind of stuff. Well, you guys, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, we got to clear out. Sweet April over there uh, is, is getting ready for the next block coming in. So uh, thank you guys so much for coming thank out here. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. You guys can take some photos over there in front of the backdrop, too, if you want. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. 
Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Dig that, huh? Look at all that talent. That was astounding. No shortage of talent there. Every single project had such commitment. Um, do we have any of the uh, filmmakers, uh, screenwriters, uh, anyone who's involved with any of the productions who are here and might want to come up here and talk a little bit about your, your special projects? Yes, come on up. We have microphones for you, too. All right, if you could start at the end, get at the end there, and then we'll have it will go down like a domino. So our next one is coming up at five, so we got we might gotta make this semi quick. All right, sir, what is your name? Hi, my name is Nick, uh, and I was the co-creator, co-writer, and director of Fan Club, the one about Drake's family. Awesome, awesome. Wait, 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 wait real quick. So, um, what 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 gave you that idea? It was so unique. Uh, all the performers in the in the movie are, are on an improv team with me. Uh, the woman who plays Genevieve is my wife, Muriel. And one day, her and Tony were hanging out, and I started making fun of them, calling them Drake's nerdy brother and sister. <laughs> they started doing the characters, and uh, everyone filled in, and the world became real. So was that all mostly improvisation? Uh, well, all of those beats, it was very scripted. I mean, every single uh, particular setup had plenty of room for improv in it, but uh, the overall story arc and all eight episodes of season one is, is all very scripted, uh, even though the moments are improvised. Oh, okay, so you got an entire season of that, of that craziness. We sure do, and if you want any of that information, I have uh, beautiful stickers and all the information's on the back for you. So, okay, uh, what, you know what I thought was so funny was you got this, this the straight man there, you know, the, the psychologist. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he's, he's got all these, he's decorated, you know, he's got all these degrees, yeah. and he's really trying to hold it together in the midst of this absurdity. But then you see him joining in and tackling him, you know? It was just so funny to see him break through that. And then you can't help but wonder, like, how did she even get that boyfriend who's, like, hanging outside the window? It, I think there's going to be a whole lot of stuff that unfolds, right, in each of these uh, episodes? Yeah, absolutely. We called it Fam Club uh, because we really wanted to have uh, this goofy world feel like a family. So the doctor gets involved. Everyone uh, really com comes together. We try to make every episode, like, kind of... Uh, and on a feel-good, uplifting note, and uh, the whole thing is about family, and everyone gets sucked in. And it's funny too because the, who she calls the knight in the shining armor. It almost feels like he, just as a joke, he threw out that Drake was dating J Lo just to kind of stir up the pot in there. Whether it was real or not, it seemed like something he'd be like, "Oh, let's just see what happens if I say this." Yeah, for sure. Everyone loves uh, pushing their buttons and getting them wild up, for sure. That's awesome. Can you uh, pass the microphone out of this fellow, please? I can. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, uh, and what's your name, sir? I am Brett Puglisi. I was the director of I'm a Comedian. Awesome. Did you, is that guy a real comedian? He's trying to be a real comedian. Um, he's an underdog comedian, I guess. He plays at a bunch of local clubs down in Brooklyn and in Queens. He's from Queens. Um, he's really trying, and I think he's funny, so I'm along the way. I'm trying to cast him for films. He's also an actor, too. He's acted in a lot of my films, and good friend. How did, did you end up finding him out there while you were at a club or something? No, I, I stumbled upon him on set. Um, somebody else casted him for my school, Pratt, and then I just met him on set, and I was like, dude, like, let's tell jokes together. It was cut together really well. 
Thank you. Yeah, I, the music stuff was kind of like not planned. He just had the guitar and he's a goofball, so that was fun to cut with. And I didn't know really I had to find music because he just did it himself. Well, he was very entertaining. He had a good subject to uh, to put a collage together with. Yeah, uh, awesome. What? How long did it take to shoot that one? Um, probably over a few months. Um, it was an assignment for class, and then the Soho, um, the Soho Playhouse one we shot in. That was like after semester ended, so I just continued to shoot, and then probably took me a little while to edit because it was around like ten minutes, and I got down to seven. Um, around like a year, editing took longer than it took to shoot. It was a great job. You did a great job. Can you pass the microphone on to this uh, this fella here? And sir, what what project did you work on? Car Steelers. Oh man, that was so crazy. That that cinematography, man, it was just great. Where'd you come up with that idea? Um, it, it came out of like uh, not having a job and like hanging out with my neighbor, <laughs> you know? And we like ridiculous things and we like, we wrote this in a day and we're like, let's make it. You wrote it in a day? Yeah, but then, you know, it took like two years to make. But yeah, of course. <laughs> what, how did you find all those locations? Do you own that, uh, those areas or? Uh, no, I mean, that's, so that's all like Echo Park area kind of. Um, like old school Echo Park, kind of near where the Bob Baker Marionette Theater is. Um, that area, you can get like a permit for six hundred fifty bucks and just shoot in that whole area. So you shot the whole, you shot the whole thing. Yeah, just for so we could get that bucks. like that one shot of the background of the city. You know, it's like it has that same. Shot. That seems like a pretty cool price to be able to just shoot all over that kind of playground. Yeah, I mean, we, it wasn't one hundred percent legal. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the best filmmaking is uh, made by gorillas, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, I, you know, when you don't have a lot, you just kind of have to do it. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta follow the inspiration. I'll, I'll apologize later. Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait for the people to bail you out of jail later. <laughs> it's funny. The cops would come by and they'd be like, "No, we have bigger things to do." Oh, that's. But good. we did have a permit, so I mean, if they did say anything. And plus, a lot of them are in SAG, so even if you gave them a yeah, part of the they phone, they want to Yeah, of course. Uh, could you pass your microphone on to this fellow, please? Oh, re real quick, by the way, can you pass back to him real fast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where did you find all those people? Did you put out a casting call? Were they friends of yours? Yeah, they're all, they're all friends I've been working with for a really long time. Um, so it's just like really melded. Was any of that stuff improvised? Um, so what we did was a couple of rehearsals and then put whatever we improvised into the scripts that would happen. But there wasn't a lot of changes. I liked how, the, you know, the absurdity, but they never once, there's never this self-awareness to it. Yeah, I really you, appreciated that. Yeah, you have to nail, like, it, they have to believe that they're in that world. Really yeah. That's where the comedy comes from. Sure. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you. And, sir, what is your name, and what, what project do you work on? Hello, um, my name is Michael Driscoll, and I do two black coffees. That was really cool. Yeah. It was a mind bender, you know, because you're like you're go you're going backwards in your brain. You're going wait wait okay so this one wait that happened first and then it got here and that's what that's happened. like a daily thing for me. There you go, and you presented it on screen for everybody to see. What yeah, that's thanks like. for coming, guys. By the way, yeah. What, where did you shoot that? That was shot in Prague in Czech Republic, and um, it's um, based on a true story um, about when my ex-wife tried to poison me. I'm joking. It's oh somebody, my god! You know, I've, I've never been married. Um, no, um, that's a good story, though. Now I always, I always throw that joke in because I don't know why. <laughs> why, why not? Um, it's just bands. Um, anyway, sorry. Carry on. Uh, so uh, I like the fact that it was shot in black and white. Yeah, we shot on super sixteen mil. Um, 
So I was lucky actually, I was working on a TV show in Prague um, for a long time and um, living there. And, you know, it was a period drama, a Netflix show. And um, we were very bored doing the same thing every day. So I asked the actors like, yo, do you want to shoot something? And they all jumped at the chance. And um, we, we went and shot this thing and wrote this little thing. And obviously when you're in Prague, it's a very beautiful city. You know, I was very influenced by people like Super 16 mil, and then the thing is with this film, like there's a lot of visual effects in it. So when you put in visual effects, you're gonna lose some of the film grain and stuff like that. Did you already know going into it, it was gonna go backwards? Yeah, yeah. Everything is pretty much storyboarded as it was. Yeah. Because I, I, I'd like to see it. I'd like to play it backwards so I can right. see it forwards. And um, well, it actually like half of it plays backwards. All the exteriors are backwards, and all the interiors are straight plane. So it's two points of the time oh, yeah. that meet in the middle at the end. So, wow. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Christopher Nolan would be very proud of what you did. Oh, it reminds me of like a memento <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Yeah, cut and paste. Like, oh, let's just stick this. Yeah, through. yeah, that was a good, um, a big influence actually at the time. I mean, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I liked it. Can you pass your uh, microphone? Yeah. I, and what is uh, and what's your name? Uh, what project did you work on? Uh, I'm Austin Frick. I did the Happy Hollywood. Oh, good! I loved how it, you just had so many different animation things in there. It was so great. Yeah, thanks. How long did it take for you to animate that thing? Uh, I did it. it this was my thesis film for my uh, senior year of college, so I did it in like uh, just under a year, I guess. Uh, yeah. What made you decide to, to have so many different mediums in there? I thought that was awesome, like the Photoshop thing where he's like yeah. squashing down and diving through the laser room. Yeah, that's scary, right? Uh, Very scary. Yeah, well, I had a lot of ideas when I was brainstorming my uh, film. I wanted to do, like, a, I had a lot of ideas of, like, just little styles and stuff, like the part with the, with the face and the sewer. Uh, but they were all, like, too small to be full film, so I was just like, oh, well, I'll just combine them all together and, like, build a story around it. That's good. Narrative. Thank you. Yeah, so that was the... It's great because the 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 Happy Hob is he Happy Hob Kebab or is he talking about something called Happy Hob he, Kebab? He's celebrating the holiday. Hob oh, it's a holiday. Yes, it's the holiday of the year. Hob and and in order to celebrate that, you need all those all essential those ingredients. Items. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Can you hand your uh, microphone over yes. to this fellow, please? Thank you. We recognize you as a returning champion, yes. now, don't you? Yes. So great under the flowers, holy mo! How long did it take for you to edit that? Uh, about a month and a half. That's it? Yeah. Dude, how many people saw that we're, we're here for Under the Flowers? I mean, there, there was just so much, there was so much going on. How did you know when to put a sound in there or when to put a sparkly thing that flies across the screen? You know, you just, it's just, I'm just a monkey and I go, you know, whatever feels good and just throw it on there and just do it. That's uh, the key. Just, you know. This, this is kind of project you have to keep watching because there's so much assumed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, it's like a, you know, like Big Lebowski, you gotta keep watching it and exactly. you see more and more of that type of stuff. Exactly. This is kind of like something like that where they're, they're talking about things that, you know, they're, it, you see there's a history there, right. you know, and then the audience is going, whoa, you know, there's, there's something beyond what right. they're saying here. Right. And we, we're basically, I'm looking at this almost like a book. Mm -hmm. And we've got one more chapter in the book. And then, of course, Under the Flowers will continue. It'll be exploring different parts of the universe, but one more chapter. And we will follow what happens with Charlotte as she got her wish and she's back. But where is she exactly? 
It's a lovely called Catch Your Death, and we're hoping to do that hopefully next year. Who knows? That's incredible. Yeah, so we're excited. We have some great cast and crew. I, as I always say, they're just they're the best. They pull me over the finish line every time. Do, do you have any influences uh, that oh, you God. feel that you you oh, infuse I, into it? Sure, uh, late sixties, seventies horror, graphic novels, Neil Gaiman. You know, just a whole stew of stuff. You guys, you guys, thank you so much for coming out and being thank part you. of this shenanigans. I'm recording you on my podcast, by the way. It's called Inspirato Projecto. It's that green one up there. So uh, I'll be passing it out onto the Kapow Facebook page and everything so you guys can listen to it and all that razzmatazz. And um, uh, yeah, so you guys can take some photos because then uh, the next block is about to come in at about five. Well, so thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. So, it was so great to see you. Oh, thank you. And I'm sorry for the uh, thing that we were Oh, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, I'm so happy that it all worked out. Yeah, I am too, Kurt. Really, I was really worried. Um, should I meet you tomorrow with LA? I didn't know. I'd also had the script for Dark Real at this point. I remember just finished the script for Dark Real, I think. Just done the last draft on that. Or, no, because there was another draft after we met. On Dark Real, remember? Yeah. There was. Okay, so basically we had met and we had talked about basically coming on board to produce Dark Real. Now, when I say David Lynch fan, I'm from the hood, man, so I didn't, like, behind the scenes and the whole history behind all the Lynch, you know, world, didn't know anything about it. I just loved the guy's style. I knew something about it. You know, and I was familiar with it. And we and I was a hardcore gangster at the time, you know what I mean? Like, but here at the pizza cookery, and yeah, you were asking me about films that I like, and obviously that did come up. The subject of Twin Peaks, I believe, came up. Yeah, maybe. It did, yeah. No, yeah, it did. It did. And yeah, I remember, yeah, I intentionally at that point didn't put Twin Peaks actors in Dark World, even though I knew a lot of them because I thought it would seem like too much of a reference. Because before that, I'd just been on the fire walking the DVD, not the one before, and I thought, okay, it's going to look like too much of a reference if I do that. But now, I'm different about that now. Yeah, and, and I'm different about that now. And, and when I saw him, because in, in Known Killer Speedy, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. I got you can't help uh, O-Wine uh, is going to be in it. Uh, Jake is going to be in it. I got a whole bunch of too. I can't tell you right now. Cheryl Lee, I've been telling forever. I'm going to. She was almost in Spreading Darkness. That's a surprise for you. So whoever's into David Lynch, I got a surprise for all y'all. Good. Because that's what I do. That's a sign. I pull stuff out of my back pocket. Yeah, and he's like, whoa. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you offline. Yeah, gorilla. Now you've got my interest. <laughs> and if I tell you that, you know, because I can't hold. Like, Sabrina was almost able, almost, almost able to make it tonight, but I, uh, I let her know too late. I let her know too late. Um, but we're doing a. We're, uh, there's going to be another dinner. Uh, in October sixth is the next one. Okay. You got you got the telephone story, bro. Ring. Oh yes. So we're there, and there's a t- ring of the telephone. We heard a phone ring in this pizza cookery place. <laughs> the blacksmith in Hollywood at the time, bro. And you know, and and and, and, and he, he was director. And his father connected us after his father met a burrito joint. Yeah, and he said you should meet this guy. And I said okay, I'll meet with him. So we met up, and that's and about you know producing it. And then the phone rings. We hear a phone ring, and I said okay, there's somebody's phone. There's nobody sitting over there. It's like the phone. We're sitting here. <laughs> in this rustic style restaurant, and there's a fucking phone, and it's not a cell phone. It's it's a, there's, there's a metal, metal ring. It's a metal ring. It's a it's a phone, right? So who answered it? 
Nobody answered it because oh. there was no phone. We couldn't find the phone. Oh, I knew the you just heard the ring. The restaurant. I knew the manager. Yeah. We didn't hear the ring once. Like, we're just like, look at you. We're like, where's that coming from? Where's that fucking coming from? So we get up and, and in pursuit of trying to find out where this ring is. Is there a room back here? Is there a compartment? Did the wall get built over, constructed over a damn ring? No. The phone didn't exist. No, and that to me, that I'm a you know I'm part of Apache, dude, so we're like big on signs and shit, you know what I mean? And, and I remember that. And we were just like, oh, just like with that fucking owl, dude. Do you remember? We were standing in my fucking driveway. You saw an owl. And the owl came. Okay, so owls to us, owls to us in Native American culture, no matter what you say, and you go to CVS, you see owls everywhere. They're not what they seem. They are not what they seem. I was gonna say it too. Owls are bad omens to us. Oh. It's a bad sign of something to come. That's why owls are not welcome on Apache land, right? We were fucking speaking to each other. It's right through the phone. So the owl almost got you, or what? Well, you can't, you can't hear owls when they come, right? It's weird. It's the oddest thing. So it just swooped over us, but that was an omen that I should have read. You know what I mean? Um, that explains the scene where Leo Johnson's walking through the woods, and the owl swoops down before he finds Windmill's cabin. Oh. I don't even know what you're talking about, but in my land, that would fucking well, ring true. I, it's, it's, it's in the second season. Wow. It happens. It's an important piece. <coughs> this, phone ring, this phone rang. This phone rang. We. Leo finds phone. Wyndham Earl's cabin. Wyndham Earl has him. Puts yeah. the collar on him. Shocks him. <coughs> oh yeah. Bad omen. Yeah. Uh, we finally got. Uh, speaking of Leo, Eric Duray finally came to the festival this year. Yeah. He was very nice. Yeah, he was. That's great. His son was super nice too. Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You got to thank Adele for that one. She kind of hooked it up. Nice. Yeah, we we uh, we talked to we talked to the uh, I, Billy. I pushed the fest to Billy and his and his um appearance agent. Oh, nice. I told him I have his card. I said I would give his info to uh, Robin Dion. Oh, wonderful. So I seem interested potentially. He's very interested. He's very interested. You know, Sherilyn comes. To the yeah, yeah. I mentioned that. Um, so I I have some contacts. See, this is all in the workings. Yeah. yeah. I'm not in that circle. You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> well, you are, you actually are in the circle. Well, no, I'm in the circle. <laughs> But I'm, what I mean is, like, I, I'm not abreast of, like... No, did you ever meet Grace? Right. You, you met Grace Zabriskie, right? Because yes. she was at our premiere. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. yeah you know, yeah. Zoe was in the scene with Grace in Twin Peaks. Oh, shit. They have a discussion about you. beef jerky. <laughs> turkey jerky. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. The turkey jerky. No shit. Yeah, yeah. with Grace. Because Grace was at the Dark World premiere. Yeah, she was. Grace, she's something else, man. She's cool peeps. Yeah. Ah, oh, she's cool peeps. That's why I really wanted to meet Ray, and I did not end up getting to meet him. I was gonna go up and say hi to him. He wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't at the premiere either. I didn't see him at the premiere. Ray. Yeah. I didn't. I don't even think he was there. So listen, you guys. I hate to say, it, but we should probably start heading out of here so that all the employees can. You guys, we should probably bust out of here. Just so. Oh, by the way, I'm Kurt. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hey, man. Eric is your name? Yeah, Eric. It's my middle name. There's a Josh. That's my brother's name. Eric. That's my middle name. Hi, I'm Kurt. Nice to meet you, Cindy. Likewise. Great job. You guys did such a phenomenal job. You got. It was so much fun to see you. Gotta grab that pillow. Yeah, definitely. Keep it. Uh, so it's just, it's the three of us, and we do, 
everything, <laughs> always. <laughs> everything. Uh, we you have built an, this whole thing by yourselves, the three of you. Um, we we the concept is ours. We started the concept uh, almost three years ago, and we've been doing the festival for two years, and. What we have started, we did everything that we knew we could physically and possibly do on our own because it was really difficult to find um, help, mostly because we live here. So, you know, you have to go there and you kind of have to be like, hey, what's up? Uh, trust me. And it's, it's a process. We have a lot of people that help us now. It's, it, it's amazing. But we have fun, you know, getting down and dirty and kind of, you know, putting the chairs out and doing that part because we feel like we're, it's, it's our baby, you know. So that first year we painted the cinema. Oh, you're right. Ourselves. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything. By What's the name of your film festival? Not Film Fest. Not, Not Film Fest? Film Not Film Fest. Is, I love like it. A it means, it, so. of, it's a, uh, of course, www.notfilmfest.com. Uh, pretty straightforward. Um, Self-provoking films. Yes, okay. that's the whole. And we, um, it's called Not, because it means night in the oh, slang wow. of the place where we have the festival, which is Sant'Arcangelo di Romagna, this tiny little town, beautiful, looks like a postcard um, in the center of Italy. Uh, but it's also not just a film fest. We have, an, it becomes an experience because our filmmakers come from all over the world, so they're forced to sleep together in the same hotel. They're forced to spend the entire week together. There's activities that start at 11 a.m. and then wow. we, we close our bar yeah, at um, midnight. Well, it never actually closed at midnight, no matter. <laughs> yeah, 2 a.m. We're still there. You know, you're having wine. But that's how you form the community. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. how people from all over the world They get to. Together. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, when I hear, actually, there's two people this year that I... Uh, that called me and they went to the Venice Film Festival together after meeting and not Film Fest and they're actually working on something together which I makes the whole experience yes. work yes. you know yes that's what yeah. that's what we do it awesome. right we were just, yeah, I love this we were just talking about this earlier how it's so cool how these you know they, people come back around and they start seeing each other and they start hanging out and they yeah. start creating the projects together it's so fun yeah. it's, it's unbelievable and that's why um one of the best feelings that we have is when people want to come back to the festival. So we had, the first year we had people begging us to have a role somehow, like I want to come back, just I need to do something. A couple of, uh, one of them was a judge this year, another one, so we, cool. yeah, two of them were judges this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and filmmakers just, the ones that are, were already in the festival, they send us new movies. They're like, this is my other move. let's do some, please, just, I want to come back, I want to spend the week just hanging out. So yeah. it's a week long? It's a week long, it's an entire week, and we host all of our filmmakers. Oh, okay. So it's a lot. If you, <laughs> yeah. if you can get to Italy, if you can get to Sant'Arcangelo di Romagna, you'll have a place to be. You'll have, you know, breakfast and lunch every day, dinner. You're kind of on your own because, you know, we're screening. It's incredible. But, <laughs> it incredible. And we also want the restaurants of the town to be discovered, you know, not, ah, not mm -hmm. just we don't need to, like, tell you everything, you know, a little bit of freedom. And, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's just funny when people have their screenings and you know the other filmmakers are like oh guys there's uh, you know set screening today or Gavin screening today we gotta go and it just becomes oh, this huge little oh, thing oh I love it yeah 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 it's oh my fun. Gosh, you guys should come this is the first time we've talked to like other 
film festival people. It's a bunch of us. Do you have a, do you have so a car cool. with you? I, you know what? I might, which is very odd, but I might have a car. <laughs> yeah. okay. so, you're, I, so you live out here now? You a, you or is this during what? No, yeah. I, uh, I've been in LA 13 years now. Oh, wow. So, okay. So, um, tomorrow, tomorrow's pretty booked, but the next, like, up until the 19th. Okay. We're, um, only a mile down the road here. It's called LA Grip okay. Studios. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. it's, and it's, uh, you know, they rent out equipment oh, wow. and, they, and they have their grip people for different movies and oh, stuff. Oh, fantastic. But I'm doing, um, a podcast in in um, in the studio. Oh, thank you. In the studio there, mm -hmm. um, and it, the address is on there. Yeah. So um, wait, what's today's address? I mean, today's date. <laughs> <It's the 15. laughs> when you burn the candle at like no, thirty three ends, you're just like what? So it's tomorrow. The wait. Yeah. Oh, oh today's sixteen. I tell you, I'm of no help at all. Seventeen. <laughs> it's the sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Today's sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So the eighteenth, if you want to come by. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk talk all about this stuff. Of Plus course. there'll be other filmmakers there and, and stuff And then from you here. can talk with Giovanni as well. He has a lot of insight. You know, he's the only guy in the whole thing. So he tries to, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, to bring down the whole <laughs> excitement that comes out of these two. Oh so we're just like, ah, okay. let's do this. You know, we're very excited about everything. Do you, what, do you use Film Freeway or, or without are, a box? We or? use Film Freeway. Mm -hmm. We decided to. year we use without a box as well. We use without a box and we use another a European, um, platform What's the, the name? Um, Fest Home Fest Home okay. but we decided to just have everything together on Film Freeway um, because it's easier for us to keep track of uh, what we what we have um, and um, you know we do independent films we're cheap <laughs> the reason why we're cheap is not because we want projects you know it's not the quality the quality of the project doesn't come out of the budget and that's what we've been advocating for this entire time and but we understand that when you make a movie and you make an independent movie there's just so much you can do and do you know that in Italy there is no much like uh, independent movies they don't do independent movies no oh, really what is and it like the government is like no it's really it people like? don't really believe in independent movies they go for like a big budget oh. I'm, I'm gonna have to say that a big budget in Italy it's is an independent <laughs> film in the United States which is oh, what interesting. which is what I've yeah. been telling them this entire yeah. time I'm like dude you don't even know but you've been doing an independent all along it's just that <laughs> yeah. you don't you what don't a cool way you know it totally depend, depends on the definition of it right yeah so to some people it's like oh it's just a low budget and in another place it's like oh my god it's a big yeah, budget you know yeah um, there's this uh, this very young guy who's uh, who shot a movie. I, I, he was very inspirational for me. Um, I, I met him. He shot a movie with twenty five thousand euro, a feature film, twenty five thousand euros, and it was unbelievable. The film was so good. Which one? Uh, Ludovico Di Martino. Uh, yeah. He made this movie called uh, Il Nostro Ultimo. The actors were great. The story was there, and that's all you need. You know, the passion. They, the the DP was <laughs> I really the good. Was yes. Really good. Um, but that's what he'd been saying. You know, when I when I talked to him, he said, "Listen, I'm 22, and I wanted to make a movie. And there's absolutely no reason for you not to make the movie. If you're not making it, you're finding excuses. Is, you know, uh, Italy is 
or like my, that, that little town is not LA. Like people constantly say no to you if you, you know, they. Out they here, pitch. you're saying. Out here no, in Los no. Angeles, right? They say no to you. Or no, do you say yeah. no? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. This no is the land of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you can you, film anywhere. Here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here somehow, if you you're good, happen, you're gonna happen. you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. In Italy, no, because pe- people shut you down the first day. <laughs> like, oh wow. Yeah, families as well. Well, it's. It's like really common. It's cultural and it's a matter of protecting you. You know, they know you could fail and they want you to be prepared, but that's not the way to approach (laughs) cinema at all and art in general. No way. So that's what we're, what we decided to do is listen, make the movie, do your best, (laughs) do it well, and you'll have a platform. You'll have a place to bring it. You'll have people that understand you. You will be able to confront and talk to people from around the world and understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and move forward with this. So all we can do is create this platform and have something for them to say, I'm making a movie that will be screened at not, and I know that I have that. You have a home. Mm-hmm. Have a home exactly. Um, definitely. Yeah. Also, the... the the great part is, uh, you know, helping out the movies after they're at the festival, you know, following them and uh, helping them with distribution or anything that can, that we can provide, any advice, anything that we have. It's, you know. Are you the, guys film producers as well, too, or, or how you? Yes. yes. Um, I, uh, I produce films <laughs> uh, and I'm an actor. Um, and I, no I work in the art department and a okay. production designer, cool. and oh, director. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's, it's tandem. Yeah. Giovanni, who's not here. Giovanni's a producer and writer. And exactly. Okay. So, <laughs> so everyone has yeah. our niche. Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah. She's, um, we, we work as a team, but uh, she, she takes care of the movies and the subtitles because we need to subtitle all the movie in Italian. Okay. You, you subtitle them all? All. Oh, wait, oh. Wow. for the entire program? Me. Oh. Whoa. Single handedly yeah. almost. Oh, whoa. <laughs> All the movies. When do you begin actually building this 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 place? So, um well we already started. So the, the festival um Sorry, even before way. the festival yeah. was uh, happening this year, we had already opened for submission for the sim I I need time <laughs> to get enough movies. Uh, to then close the submissions for me to have enough time to program it and then translate everything. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. You know, and um, the good thing is that um, almost everyone has, uh, and that's the thing. Hi, independent filmmakers that are listening to this. Please have an SRT file because English is not the language spoken all over the world. You need to be prepared for foreign festivals that will put you on the map. But we don't speak English, so help us out. So is that that's the most common file that they would need for? They need, okay. they need a subtitle file. Okay. I need something that I can take translate which is the easiest process and then just go beep beep they have their time codes it goes perfectly you know check your time codes it's super important when you start getting dialogue lists or shooting scripts (laughs) don't do that uh with the little note p.s we improvised a lot (laughs) oh boy yeah um it makes it really difficult and i think that that's something that will 
um, start putting independent films on the map in a more serious way is where you do your work. Mm -hmm. And you do your work in pre-production, you do your work in production, you do your work in post. And when you're submitting to festivals, be prepared for the festival. Do you put on uh, on Film Freeway, like, you know, can you subtitle your own film? Yeah, of course. Do you think anyone reads that? <laughs> it's long. No one reads that. Yeah, it's true. Um, we're learning the hard way to um, communicate very, very... To be open. And I understand that sometimes it's not... You know, when you tell people, I need to, sub, so, <laughs> I need to subtitle the film. Um, I, I get that, you know, Italian films are usually... They're perfect because in order to send them anywhere that is not Italy, they subtitle them in English. So I'm like... Mm, done um, everyone else it's, it's, it's pretty difficult um, but yeah we have everything written down and now we're starting to understand what, what do we really need and what are the issues that filmmakers have with what, do you, under- what do you do if there's a movie that's like from Japan or something we subtitle in both languages we subtitle in English and in Italian so what? that our inter- how, how, so what you're learning Japanese while you're trying to subtitle this no English uh, is the common language so I asked them for uh, dialogue lists in English oh, or SRT files oh, in English gotcha, because gotcha. I assume that I, if I have someone foreign they speak English if they don't there's a lot of great restaurants in Santa Angela <laughs> that you can go to while the movie is being screened you don't need to watch that one yeah yeah because you know I can't I can't possibly you can only accommodate so much right and there's you know and there's room for just subtitles are you know you gotta read while you watch it I understand but um I hate dubbing. I mean, it drives me insane. So we're not going to do it. Oh, no, no, no. I can say it. I come from a country where they dub everything. And it sucks. Yeah. You know, when, when Italian people say, oh, well, Robert De Niro's my favorite actor. Oh, well, guess what? You've never heard him talk. So oh, my you gosh. don't know. Never heard him talk. Oh, you don't know. Oh, yeah, do they always sure. use the same actor? You do think to, to, yeah. to oh, do yeah. that voice which is, for those yes, guys? Which is unbelievable when Al Pacino and Robert De Niro have the same, same voice. voice yeah. Oh, God, you're right. Well, I mean, you're destroying the, the work of an actor. Oh boy! Because I, I do a lot of voiceovers <laughs> and I do a lot of dubbing. No, I understand. But, that I, but you I, went I did. For what, you know. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I do end up playing a lot of. For me, since I am African American, okay. I do end up playing like all the African American because I do it in French. So I end up doing like all the African American <laughs> actors here in French. I know. But no, it, I mean, I can see that aspect because it's like you're not. The actor, like, like you said, like film. you gave a, writing, a great example by Robert De Niro. That is not his really. That's not really him. That's not his emotion. That's not. Wow. Yeah. How so, interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, I mean, a whole like, new dimension. Absolutely. In in Italy, Eddie Murphy has a specific laugh. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. The, that, to, that Tonino Colla, which is the if I'm not wrong, he's the the guy who the, he's dead. I think that used to dub him. Um, he came up with this laugh. It, no, I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it. Like, please. But it's really, really funny, and uh, I actually I was there when at a restaurant the chef, the Italian chef of the restaurant, approached Eddie Murphy and started asking for the laugh. Do the laugh, do the oh laugh. The guy had no idea. Oh my god. That that was something that in Italian he was doing. I didn't think about that. That a lot of these actors have no idea how the other <laughs> other voiceover people. I want you guys to hear it. It's hilarious. So this is the Italian Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Oh, wow. So they wanted Eddie Murphy to do that laugh. And he didn't, but he, they did not understand yeah, well, that's not actually him. Like, how do you not? I mean. Uh, oh, my God. It's completely different but than his. We know. It's incredible. That's yeah. what we know. 
and and you've been you've been hearing it for such a long time that now you think that this is it. it. Yeah. Of course, of course. Wow. I mean, I'm not hating on. I mean, we need dubbing for video games and animation yeah. and. That's it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, background I think, noise. I think it's it's just it, it. You have you have quite a few people that do like the s- subtitles, but you do have people that, for them, like you get certain filmmakers that say that it distracts them, that they like just just watching the the, the picture and actually hearing the sounds. Where because there are some people who are like, well, I don't want to look down there and look at the stuff. But I mean, I you, but you want to be able to give. An audience, you know, every audience the opportunity. I think that, right? um, but yeah, mm, I'm. I, I, it's it's a huge debate. I mean, I get it. Um, in Italy, there's absolutely no movie theaters that give films uh, that show films in their uh, original version. It's really difficult to find it. And after being here for so long, maybe in Rome. In Rome, there's like two. It's it's two. It's not enough. You know, it's Rome. There should be way more. And I cannot watch a dub movie anymore. Oh, so mostly they're mostly dubbed when they're all showing all it. of it. All, all, all of them. Every single one. It's a, it's a huge, huge market. It's a huge. Is business. it a movie or a TV show that I recently saw? Uh, where these people they they rob some kind of some kind of heist, oh, but they look like Salvador Dali. La casa de papel. I just got those masks, That's and I'm Spanish. actually gonna have. I might have one during I, the love that tv show oh well so the reason why i brought that up is because i i was trying to figure out like what's going on with this this red costume uh-huh. and the dolly face i'm a huge dolly fan me too high five. and uh high five to the surrealists and i saw that and, and it was it was in uh you know i didn't know what the hell language it was but then i then i saw another youtube video i was trying to wrap my brain around what was going on um it's Spanish and then it Spain. was overdubbed then it was overdubbed and i'm like oh wait okay so the other one was actually the re- you know, so they kind of put my brain in a loop, yeah. you know, because the mouth wasn't like matching up and everything. And well, and, and again, as on Netflix, it's on Netflix. You can watch it in every single language you possibly want. I mean, you can watch it dubbed in no, Italian on Netflix. No, on Netflix? Yeah, really? There's options. And it's a t- so it's a TV oh. show. There, there, a yeah, there's a little button. <laughs> there's a little button, a little button you where you choose language languages. and subtitle options. But, um, it is a Spanish TV show. Uh, it's very, very, very well done. I'm gonna have to, you know, kudos to the Spanish. They're coming up with amazing projects yeah. right now. You know, there's a, there was a moment where the Italians were doing it and then we, for, we just stopped for the past, what, 40 years? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then there were the French and now the Spanish are coming up. We're gonna wake up at one point, who knows? Um, maybe, maybe. It's a fantastic, fantastic TV show. Uh, it's very well written. It's very well acted. It's oh, that's cool. Super engaging. I think the prim- the, and the characters are just amazing. I suggest that everyone watches this. Well, because I saw I saw the masks online, and I'm like, then I ordered like seven of them, you know. And then I'm like, okay, now what is this in relation to? Because it had sort of an. Oh, I even ordered a T-shirt that ha- actually has him. Okay. Which I'm getting, and I had no idea like what any of that stuff was. I was just like, oh, it's Dali, you know. It's an amazing, it's an amazing idea of uh, you know, I'm not gonna ruin it oh, for yeah, anyone, yeah, oh, yeah. but if you're gonna have, um, oh my god, I don't know how to say it in English. But if you're gonna rob a place and you have people, how do you call it when you like have a heist? Ki- like a kidnapping? When oh. you have when you have people that you just kidnap because you're doing a heist. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and there's people inside. If you want to be safe what mm-hmm. you do is if the robbers and the kidnapped all, are all wearing the same clothes the police doesn't know who to shoot Whoa. wow wow as easy as that 
Wow. wow. And they came up with the Dali thing. Cause that of course, is so brilliant. It's oh, my God. I hope that really get, forces a lot of people to start investigating Dali again. One of my favorite Are documentaries people? is Soft Self Portrait in Orson Welles. Have you ever seen that one? I just spent uh, like 20 days in, in, in Spain. Like yeah? in September, oh, wow. like from no, August, from August 15 to like the first week of September. So I'm like, I love Dali. I love Spanish culture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel you. Did you, wow. did you go to like? Did you go to like Malaga or? What? I went all over. I went. I drove from Madrid to uh, south, to so south, okay. Granada, Sevilla. Oh wow. Whatever. What? What else? I don't, I don't know. Remember. But I was Tarifa. <laughs> Tarifa. Oh Tarifa. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you probably, you probably went to. Ronda. Did you go to Marbella? And I, 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 I haven't been, but. Okay. Um, I passed by. Well, ladies, uh, I'm just realizing that uh, the movie you're here to see might start soon, and I don't want to keep uh, you. We've seen it. Like, uh, um, I've, I've subtitled times. it. Uh, uh, do you oh, you know? I can, do you oh, that's right. It was in your <laughs> festival. You, it's, I know, I know. It's uh, I've seen it. We'll be, we've they, seen they it. They were in a film festival. Hi. Hey, Out hey, in Italy. Hi, Alizé. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hi, Noemi. Nice to meet you. Hi, from Italy. Yes. All the way from Italy. We're waiting for our business partner and. Oh. We came to support They Gavin. do the not film fest. They were just saying they build the entire festival. They have the activities all day. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, that is what you're doing. Right. God, that's admirable. It's admirable. Uh, yes. Actually, building it. Crazy. I know. <laughs> Wow. Well, good movies go around festivals, so they we're going to have to, like, we should, we, we, we're we going to have to see share. each other. We to share. We're going to have to share. Uh, uh, right. I'm sorry that we come in August, so we're a little bit before you, but if you want, yeah. you can look at our program and we can give you hints. Cool, <laughs> What's cool. good? We can give you hints. Okay. Nice. Wow. No, I mean, it, it was great that you gave us, especially for all the filmmakers, knowing about the, you know, sub, submitting their projects to international yes. places, because, I mean, you know, it's... A lot of filmmakers, when they're making projects, you know, they're doing everything they can to make the project, but they do have to plan if at any point this project has legs of its own and it's, you know, it's winning awards and it's starting to move everywhere and they don't want to get to the process like, oh, why don't we take, take it international and then they run into this problem, you know, yeah, you want to be able to plan. Well, I think that what's important is that you hear a lot of people say, I made a Sundance film. You hear a lot of people say, I made a Cannes sort of film or a Venice sort of film. I think that independent filmmakers, smaller filmmakers, just start thinking the same way. I made a such and such film, which also puts in post-production everything you need to be in that kind of festival. Because if you're making a Venice Film Festival, you know what you need in post. You know, no, no one has to tell you. You already know because you know you made that film and you, you have your eyes set on that. Right now, not anymore because Venice is becoming... Well, Venice is becoming Hollywood and, you know, it's very, you know, if, if you want, if you win Venice, you probably win an Oscar. It's been happening for years now. But no, but what I'm saying is that you have to, like... You know the criteria. You have point. to plan ahead. Festivals, mostly for smaller filmmakers, are just necessary. Necessary. And do you guys have a lot of um, international submission yeah. or mostly... Yeah. Like, well, yeah. yeah, we've had... We've had um, Actually, what was it? Last Kuwait. year. Oh, oh, we, last, last year, year yeah. we had. Um, Switzerland? From, with the crypto. They had a film entirely from cryptocurrency. <gasps> funded. Oh, that's yes. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we've had all kinds of. We, had, we do have like 
a major Japanese influence as well too. So we've had filmmakers come from all different parts of the world. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's. It's exciting when they, yeah. they make time out to, to come, come all the way out to spend yes. all that money and you know whoever knows who, how much money they're spending in the hotels or for their Uber and it's rides great or whatnot. For, them, for any filmmaker in any process to get to actually see their project done from the you know from the in time LA? they in LA because yeah. from the time they started and and you know all the hard sweat and work that they put into it and now it's actually done they get to presented and they get to show all their family and friends and yeah. industry people so it's it's great for them you know yeah you know yeah. that little laurel it does a lot yeah. to someone's I, I wouldn't call it ego just you need you need that you know it that's really, why you're like doing it it's like a positive reinforcement for them yes you're doing yes. it someone, I mean a film festival in LA it's a film festival in, in LA. Los Angeles yes. you know like if you are from all over the world it's a good way of putting it yeah yeah like for I, I can think that for for like an Italian filmmakers, you know, go to LA to screen the movie for the first time, maybe it's yeah. like a, a it's main, a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, vice wow. versa too, because you gotta imagine. So wherever you're oh, coming yeah. from, right? You you you've been influenced from wherever you've been brought up, and now you're you're bringing your project to somewhere else where. You maybe you know you've never been there before, or you're presenting it to a whole not a, another audience to see your perspective. You know, so it's it like gets a peek into your reality. Yeah. Huh? So it's like even Americans doing you know presenting their stuff in Italy. Yeah. It's like they're anticipating how are the Italians going to react to my you know what I'm bringing to them, and vice versa. What it, what are Italians bringing here, and how we're going to react? So you it's know, like usually yeah. filmmakers when they screen uh, international films, maker mostly American or not Europeans when they screen at not. Um, they stand behind, you know, the, our outdoor cinema has, you know, the screen and all the chairs and then we stand behind, right, next to the projection, the little booth, um, you know, with a beautiful backdrop of the medieval city on our right, just happy, Whoa. you know, it's, 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 it's very, yes, very nice. Um, it's just no, no, it's just you now. So uh, we're usually there in the, in the back with them watching what the you know the audience watching the movie and mm. it's and they're so nervous they're super nervous <laughs> and it's like i just like it's a great feeling like yeah. they're nervous to show their movie in our in our, yeah, in our little town oh i love it and it wow. always makes me think of um you know wedding when you know the bride is coming down the aisle and you don't really want to watch i mean you take a peek at the dress because come on you're gonna oh, look at the dress oh god that is crazy uh, but you look at the at the groom, and you look at how he's ah, doing. Right, right, right. It's how the he's same reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Feeling, you know. Oh yeah. That same feeling the of anticipation. Yes, yes. It's fantastic. I love that. I love that. It well, just pays off it's, for everything. It's all, you have all these emotions going on with you at that moment. You know, it's you know how how much work that you've put into it, and now it's it's finally you're you're. It's like you're letting your baby off to the world. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What? Oh my god! Please, this is incredible what you do here. <laughs> it's incredible. It's fun. It's really nice. What? This is incredible. And you do create that from the ground up. <laughs> yeah, it's not yes. there. <laughs> it's just not there. <laughs> do you have to rent the land, or how does that work? Look, no, Gavin. <laughs> That's Gavin winning. So, wait, so it's just open land, and then you, and it's great. Yeah. So it's just open land, and you're like, okay, we're building this here. And uh, nobody no, says anything well, about it? No, 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 no. 
we 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 work with the with the city. Um, Sant'Arcangelo has been very, very good to us. The mayor has been very, very good to us. Uh, they have a very important uh, theater festival, an uh, international one. So they were super open to do something with cinema. Okay. So they were like really, really good and helped help us out. We ask with for creating. permits. Yeah. You know, there's bureaucracy. We have to go through the entire process of asking for permits to occupy the land. Mm. Uh, that's what that's what it's called. Um, it's not a super difficult project. I mean, once we came up with the whole concept of the festival, we worked with them really closely to understand what made sense for us and them. Uh, and you know, it's been it's been a very successful relationship. You know, we're really we're really happy and. Uh, when, when the, when bureaucracy and the government sort of don't, you know, they help you out and they don't just try to sabotage you, it just makes it so much easier. So because they in Italy, they really, you really need a connection if you wanna to do something. Like if you wanna do something international, if you don't wanna do an international event. You need to talk with uh, the right people and you try to convince them that you're doing something good. Uh, Unless you have a very, very good project and you don't know anyone and yeah, it's like still, us. you know, and you, you send out, you send out what you got to send out. You know, when you do your work, you know, you but don't... We were need... super surprised that we actually made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not knowing anyone. We just kind of went like, okay, this is what we're doing. They're like, oh, this looks wow. amazing. Let's do it. Well, all projects are like that. If you think about it, any any project out there in the world, we go, well, I have no frame of reference for this necessarily. Let's just go ahead and see what, what we yeah, can do here. Exactly. It becomes sort of this experiment of like, okay, let's see if we can get away with it. And being open and being open to, you know, don't marry Adjust your... a little bit. Yeah, don't marry your first idea. You know, you're not... Oh, you're nothing, yeah. nothing is there forever. Just be open to experience. Not just to what people will tell you. Not just to, hey, by the way, I think I could have done better. That's not the kind of thing right, I'm talking no, about. No. But do it, experience it, and learn from what you did, you just experienced and adjust, you know, to make it always better. And to make it always better, not for yourself solely, but for the experience that you're giving out to the audience and to the filmmakers. They want to want to come back, mm. both of them. Otherwise, there's no reason for you to come back. You could just stay home. <laughs> Save a trip. Oh my gosh. That is, save a trip. I would. You know, I got to go see my dad eventually. So I got to go back. But, you know. But it's good. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's good for you to, especially to be able to do, not not only the, the fact that you live here in, in Los Angeles, but you're, you're also able to present art and Italy and, 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 and be a part of history and a legacy. You know? Absolutely. You know, if I... My dream, our dream, is that um, cinemas all over Italy will start having, will start showcasing independent films constantly. Just hey, Chris. As, just Chris, as much. She, these two gals, they put together a film festival called Not. Hey, what's that? Not. Not Film <laughs> Fest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's in Italy. <laughs> They've just been telling us the whole story. <laughs> hey, man, I'm Kurt. Nice to meet you. Gavin Mon, actually. He's with us. We're here to support. I love it. Wow, you guys, that's incredible. Yeah, Johnny's really excited about. Uh, Sarah doesn't know you, dude. <laughs> she, he's like, Sarah, she wasn't in Italy though, so she's like, man, I know you. 
that must be crazy too. Like when you when you know someone so intimately through their their, their movies, and they have Listen, no idea that I, you exist. I'm, right? gonna, I'm gonna go say hi to that guy. Yeah, do guy. it, do it. Yes, I think I've been. Uh, yes. I've been I've been watching him on screen and kind of uh, I cried. Sorry, I'm just gonna endorse this film a little bit because uh, it's amazing. Um, I cried every single time I watched it, and I watched it a gajillion times because I had to subtitle it. Oh, wow! Uh, but it is such a great movie. I mean, it's just it just, it gets me all the time. I'm like, come on! Oh, dude. I'm so happy again. I'm gonna cry. Oh, so wait, real quick before you go, yes. tell us your name and what how people can find any of your social media whatsoever. So my name is Alize uh, Latini, and I'm um, head of programming for the festival. Uh, please head uh, over to www.notfilmfest.com. That's not like not a film festival, but it is a film festival. Uh, and um, yeah, and you can submit on Film Freeway. Uh, shoot us an email because uh, we like to give away discounts. So, you know, just get in touch. I think Dali would be very proud that you called your film festival not, not. film festival. I know, right? Not. It is not, not a film, film festival. festival. <laughs> My name is Noemi, and uh, I'm an art director for Not Film Fest, and follows follows us on social media, Instagram and Facebook, Not Film Fest. I love it. Thank you, ladies. And you Thank know what I'll you. do? I will find your all of your you things, and I will send you this if you interview. Me, if you give me the card, I'm going to write the email address, and oh, let yeah. me know when this goes on, because yeah. we're going to... Uh, oh, 